What's up, everybody? 9 a.m. sharp. We gotta... It's like I planned it or something. It's like I... It's like I was ready. I was ready for it. Oh, my goodness. Friday. Doesn't really feel like a Friday, though. Because it's every day. It's, every day is the same now. Now in our... Every... In our new society, every day is a uh, Groundhog Day. Of course, it's Bill Murray. We were just talking about Bill Murray yesterday, but I I know I say this every single time. I swear, I'm just gonna get right into it. I swear, I'm gonna I'm not even gonna jinx. I'm gonna jinx myself if I say I'm gonna make it quick. I don't want to jinx myself, so let's just. Get right into this thingy. Mariners won. Mariners won. April 17th, 2001. 6-4. Mariners defeat the Texas Rangers. So the, we are 11-3 now. This is at Safeco Field. 2 hours, 57 minutes. Attendance, 34,536. So, yesterday... Must have been some sort of bobblehead or promote. Maybe it was Bat Day. They used to do Bat Day. And they give out regular size bats. But then they started doing Mini Bat Day. Which could still be used as weapons. Like, I don't. I mean, it is kind of crazy though that they gave everybody a. A regular size bat, but not not the animal bat. I know you're thinking about the <laughs> you're thinking your mind's on the the happening right now. <clears throat> I'm gonna start calling it the happening. The happen the happening. Yeah, it's not 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 the animal bats, the baseball bat. But yeah, I love mini bats. I have, I have like seven of those. Not they're not here though. They're back in my parents' house in Bothell. Let me try to think. I have an Angels one, a Rockies one, a Mariners one. I probably have a couple Mariners ones. Hmm. What else do I? Oh, did I get any other? I don't. Th- Maybe I got one on the Midwest baseball trip, maybe? Can't really remember now. Maybe I have a Nationals one? (laughs) This is good pod. Just trying to... Oh, speaking of memorabilia, let's just do that right now. Instead instead of... This this segment, we should call it Rememberabilia. Because this one I remember... Some baseball memorabilia. Memorabilia. So, speaking of the Midwest baseball trip, this is a Joe Mauer Cup, number seven for the Minnesota Twins. And I got this back in summer of 07. Man, when I was my cousin Matt and Grandma Doreen on the Midwest baseball trip. Which is one of my favorite vacations I've ever... That one and the East Coast baseball trip. 
which were, I've always talked about those, which were back-to-back summers. Those are two of my favorite vacations. Because I love going to new baseball stadiums I haven't been to. It was fun. It was fun. That's something on my bucket list. (laughs) People always talk about their bucket list. Like, my dad has been to... He's been like 35 Major League Baseball stadiums, which is a lot. And him and same with my Uncle Steve, his brother. Uh, so that's a goal of mine, I guess, to defeat my dad and Uncle Steve in the number of baseball stadiums. I already have. Actually, wait, now, that, now I have to... Think of all the ones I've gone to. I can count them out here. Alright, so the Midwest baseball trip plus the East Coast baseball trip is... Wait, how many did I get in the Midwest one? Minnesota, Milwaukee, two Chicago, St. Louis, Kansas City. That's six. And then the East Coast one, both New York, Philly, and Baltimore. But we drove by a national park, but you have to go to a game there to count it. Because I also have, me and my dad went to the Giants Stadium, Pacific Bell. But we didn't go to a game there. We just, we were just driving down. That's when we drove to Phoenix, me and my dad. And that's when I was just talking about when I was had my driver's permit and I kept touching my ear like a third base coach whenever I would give him the indicator to my dad whenever I would pass people on the freeway I would touch my ear for some reason <laughs> but yeah I, I talked about that um I just I'm just gonna keep repeating myself all right Joseph Patrick Mauer collector series Position, catcher, bats, left-handed, throws, right-handed, height, 6'4", weight, 220, school, high school draft pick, debut, April 5th, 04, born April 19th. Oh, wow, happy, wow, if I was thinking ahead, I would have just saved this for Sunday. That's okay. We'll give him a happy early birthday, Joseph Patrick. I'm going to start calling him that. Joseph Patrick Maurer. All right, we got some information here. Oh, born in 1983. So he's about to be 37. Now we're going to have to look at stats too. But here's some facts. Maurer attended the same high school, Cretan-Durham Hall, as former Twins D.H. Paul Molitor, Hall of Famer. Maurer won his first Silver Slugger Award for the 2006 MLB season as a catcher. Joe's older brother, Jake Maurer, that sounds like a movie character. (laughs) Joe Joe Maurer is like a, that's like a normal name, but... Jake Maurer? Jake Maurer? Come on. Sounds like a Keanu Reeves character. 
a surfer, a surfer who is a CIA agent, <laughs> was also selected by the Twins in the 2001 draft as a 677th overall pick. What? 677? Wait, let me do some quick math. 30 teams times 20 is 600. So that's like the 23rd round. God. How are there so many rounds in the MLB draft? That's 677 pick. How long does that, does that take like three weeks? What are they doing over there? What are they doing over there, Major League Baseball? That's just ridiculous how long the draft is. Because the NBA draft is only two rounds. And then, one sec. Hmm? In the, um, how long's the NFL draft? That one's a little longer. Because remember, Tom Brady was sixth round. So NFL drafts is like, maybe the sixth round is the last one. I don't know. Nobody watches the NFL draft that long. You only watch the first day, really. But it's weird because the second day of the NFL draft is on my birthday. But no, once again, nobody cares about the second day of the NFL draft. People only care about, except for the people getting drafted. Those are the only people who care about the second and third. Isn't the NFL draft is three days? It's redonkulous. It's it's redonkulous. All right, Mauer recorded his first five RBI game June twenty sixth, two thousand six, against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mauer followed that up with his first career five-hit game June 27, 2006, also against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then, yeah, let's look up his stats. Because, oh, he was the, yeah. So he was the AL batting champion. Did I already say that? No, I didn't say that yet. He was the AL batting champion in 2006 with a batting average 347. Dang, that's good. On base percent 429. That's, that's solid. That's that's real good. That's like Ichiro numbers right there. Speaking of which, Ichiro, what did he do in this game? What did Ichiro... Oh, four for four. Wow. Ichiro. Ichiro. Four for four. With a triple. Wow, his first triple. First career triple. One RBI, one run scored. And then Ichiro's now hitting 377. Dang. Jamie Moyer got the victory. Rick... Helling got the loss. He's 0-3. Jamie Moore is 2-0. Kazuhiro Sasaki got the save. Seven saves. Dang. That's seven saves through 14 games. That's a lot. 
because I can't remember how many he ends up with, but we'll see. We'll see in a few months over the course of the year. Let's see. John Olerud hit a home run, his first one, and Carlos Guillen, his first homer. So there you go. Now, I'm curious. I want to see how good Joe Mauer's career was. Because he had a real... Ah, dang, I need to take a breath. Drink a lot of coffee already this way. <laughs> he has a real hot start to his career. 15 years. Major League Baseball career with the Minnesota Twins. Let's see. So, pull him up here. 143 career homers. 2,123 hits. That's a lot of hits. He was the MVP? When did he win MVP? Wow. Six-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove, five-time Silver Slugger, three-time batting title, one-time MVP. Wow. That's a pretty good career. 2018 was his last season. No, he never really hit a lot of power. 2009 was the only season he had over 20 homers. I mean, the only season he had over 15 homers. So, not a big power hitter. Or he never had 100 ribbies. But he had a lot of doubles. 428 career doubles and a 306 career batting average 388 career on base that's pretty good dang alright oh, I want to give a alright there, there's Joe Maurer for you I want to give a shout out to my friend Brian Cargill because I just talked to him on the phone yesterday had a, a nice 20 minute conversation I enjoy talking that's the second day in a row I talked on the phone for for over 20 minutes was for at least 20 minutes with someone because then on remember I said on Wednesday I called grandpa and uncle Rick but yeah I like talking on the phone it's underrated it's it's a it, it reconnects you with with people and he has and then I was listening to his podcast after because he has if you just search Brian Cargill B-R-Y-A-N C-A-R-G-I-L-L he has the Try New Things podcast which I was listening to that one I listened to the one where he did uh, Sensory Deprivation float tank which I keep talking about my buddy Greg Williams and that's his thing for the past he's been working for those for a few years now for Seattle float I believe his company is called they're probably closed down right now though of course like every way but yeah back in fall of 2018 
I did at least at least five times. I did the sensory deprivation float. It's pretty it's pretty relaxing. Pretty good. I'm I'm a little tall for the it's probably easier for shorter people. Cause I was I was bumping into the sides a little bit. Cause I'm a big dude. But other than that, it was it was not bad. Pretty good. I just wouldn't go like Brian was saying he did two and a half hours. Which like he said he admitted that was pretty long. And yeah. I think the longest I ever did was hour and a half. Which is I would recommend just doing it an hour. But it's pretty it's good if you can to work on like meditation and it relaxes your muscles. It's good for physical therapy and yeah, I recommend it. What was other oh yeah, Brian's new podcast called the Media Marketing Podcast. I listened to a few of those. His newest episode was a live episode where he did a live interview with this lady. I wonder where he did it. I gotta ask him that. That's pretty cool though. Do a live that gives me like ideas that I want like that'd be cool to do a live episode of because I enjoy I used to listen to Love Kill Tony which is a great live podcast and I still like Doug Loves Movies another great live podcast but because that'd be fun because it's like a Live podcast. It could be like a combination of podcasting and stand up comedy. But we'll see when, when maybe in a few months. <laughs> I don't know. That's just like a future goal. Because everybody loves podcasts. I don't know about everybody, but you love podcasts, though. If <laughs> you listen to this, you gotta love podcasts. They're the it's the wave of the future. But so he has that one, media marketing. And then what was the other one? Oh, the Creative Quest. That's the one that I was on. And I listened to my episode, obviously. But that was a. F- that might have been before Christmas, even, that I listened to my episode. But that was pretty enjoyable listening to re-listening to that that was fun I recommend it called yeah the creative quest I'm I think I'm like the fifth episode but then I listened to a few other yes last night I listened to a few other creative quest episodes of his which I like those cause yeah, it's just interesting. He, I didn't listen to any of the other interviews yet, but like he talks about some of his pet peeves with with creativity, 
and just uh, why people get inspired to create and all that stuff, which is similar to a lot of stuff I talk about. I like that. And yeah, his original podcast, he has a lot of different <laughs> Oh my God. Enter My Shoes was his first one. And yeah, that's a good one too. I like my favorite thing that that Brian does is he does like interactive like experience. I cuz I've kind of I've dipped my toes in doing that. Like when I did a episode from Dodger Stadium from a Dodgers game last that was in July. Or when I did it I used to do it when I was just walking around. That was kind of fun. But, <laughs> and then I remember I, I was talking to this on on one of the early episodes back in, over a year ago now. I was walking and podcasting and then I was just petting this lady's dog and I was still po- it's on the podcast. Like this. <laughs> Oh, wait one second. Mm. It's so funny. That that woman was... That poor lady. She might not even know what a podcast is. She might not even know what a phone is. No, she probably knows. But I think that's funny that she's she's never going to (laughs) know. Because there's no way that... I can't identify. There's no way to identify her. Only by voice. Recorded over phone. But my mom was on the episode too. Which one? That was... It was the Brad Pitt part three. Because I was shaving. And I remember just... I was doing a podcast in the bathroom and then my mom walked in and I talked to her for a second and that that's also on the podcast <sighs> yeah Brad Pitt part three I loved uh, I love to secretly capture people <laughs> capture people's audio but it's probably not it's not you shouldn't do it too much you don't want to grind people's gears you don't know if you might do it to the wrong person so wait what am I talking about (laughs) what am I talking about now we're done with Joe Maurer that's Maurer power Joe Maurer he was one of my dad's favorite players like my dad because my dad was kind of a I think the Twins were one of his favorite teams. Because he liked the Mariners, obviously. But then my dad also liked the Cubs. But I think it's cool to have a American League team and a National League team. I think that's fine. Because the only time they'll meet, other than the occasional interleague series... Is if they possibly meet in the World Series. But the Mariners have never even made it to the World Series. So, don't even... 
have to worry about that one. The Cubs might be there again soon, but we'll, we'll, I don't know. I want to be pessimistic though. Maybe this year is the Mariners' year. It'll be like a weird season where everybody's they're playing the games in South America or something, or on some island. On they're playing on Fight Island. Maybe the MLB will just rent it from Dana White. Just use Fight Island. I think they'll they'll complete some sort of truncated season for sure for baseball because they got plenty of time in ba- for baseball you still got you could have the World Series go into November like they did in 2001 and I still think that they'll finish the NBA season but I mean I don't think it won't happen till at least June, but they'll definitely, or maybe even July, like, maybe they'll restart in July, and then finish in August, like, maybe the NBA Finals, that would be the best scenario, if the NBA Finals go end of August, and then finish up right before the NFL season. That would be, that's, that's what everybody's hoping for. All right. Al Martin, two for three. I remember, okay, Al Martin, I remember you. Let's see, what'd you, from West Covina. That's, that's not too far from here, is it? It's the West Covina. It's the Inland Empire. Oh, but he went to Howland or Roland Heights. I wonder where Roland Heights is. Now I gotta look that up. Let's see. Roland Heights <laughs> sounds sounds like a a town on a WB show. Remember the I'm I was thinking about the WB because I just wrote a blog post this morning. Plug thegoat1.blogspot.com I wrote a quarantine diaries and I referenced Sabrina oh one of my favorite shows growing up like this was when I was young cause I looked at the timeline I must have been watching a lot of reruns of this one cause it ended on my 10th birthday so, yeah, I must have been watching a lot of syndicated Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, that was a WB show, wasn't it? Right? Roland, uh, that was a great show, though. I Remember the cat? What was the cat's name? Gosh, now I gotta look up. Alright, forget you. Thank you for your service, Joseph Patrick Maurer. Also, he's from, yeah, he's from St. Paul. If we, I already mentioned that, didn't I? All right, let's see. I want to see what this, what was this black cat's name? Was it Hocus Pocus? Was that the cast name? Let's see. Let's, oh, and then, 
Caroline Rea. She plays Hilda Spellman. She was funny. She was... You know another one of my favorite shows? A totally underrated sitcom from back in the day that kind of reminds me of Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Reba. God, I loved Reba. Because remember... um, Remember Reba's blonde friend? Like, I can't remember her name, but she was hilarious. Uh, and then Van. Remember, remember Van? He was really funny. Alright, where's... me? I should just search... Why didn't... Why don't I just search Sabrina Teenage Witch Cat? There we go. It's called Salem Saberhagen. Salem. Wow. Speaking of Salem, that reminds me of this brand brand new podcast that I just started listening to called the Baseball History Podcast. But it's not actually a brand new podcast because I think it ended. Wait, let me just pull this up. Baseball History Podcast. It ended in 2012, so it's it it ended like eight years ago. Yeah, let me see. The first episode is from March 2006. Wow, and it's hosted by this old grandpa guy. Because I know he's grandpa because he gave a plug to his granddaughter's podcast because everybody's got a podcast but yeah it's called baseball history podcast and I like how short the episodes are like they're only they're under 10 minutes and each episode is titled different player is the center of the episode and then he gives a he gives a definition of a baseball term and then he talks about some random baseball trivia and fun facts. And it's cool. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> I guess you have to be a baseball fan. Or you don't you don't have to be a baseball fan, of course. But I think it's it's probably more fun to listen to if you have some sort of when you have some sort of baseball interest or connection or It'd be kind of weird if you just randomly listen to a baseball history podcast. But it's also good if you like history. Because I'm not really... I'm not the biggest history buff. And I like how they call it history buff. Because most history buffs aren't that buff. (laughs) I wonder if anyone's ever said that. When anyone of them ever made that joke, that dad joke, yeah, most history buffs are pretty spindly. They're pretty wiry. All right. Speaking of history, let's look at Al Martin's career. Debuted July 28th, 1992. Last game, September 21st, 2003. 
he was 24 when he debuted. Okay. And then he was 35 when he retired. Played for the Mariners 2000 and 2001. Did not play. Wow. Did not play the whole 2002 season. Must have been injured. And then 2003, final year. Actually played... I mean, he had played 100 games and 258 plate appearances for the Tampa Bay Rays in his final season. So let's see Al Martin's career numbers. 132 RBIs, 485 ribbies, and a two seventy six batting average, three thirty nine on base, a hundred seventy three stolen bases. That's a lot. Caught stealing sixty five times, and two hundred twenty doubles, eleven hundred seventy two hits. So, what position was he? He was left field. I wonder if he had a a good glove. I wonder if he was a decent fielder, because that's that's Prince Fielder's, that's his younger brother, decent fielder, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, decent, that'd be a, yeah, because think about it, his parents named him, what, Cecil Fielder, now I gotta look up Prince Fielder and, and Cecil, which is his, his father, his father. Let's see. I'll look up Cecil first. But think about it. They named him Prince. So you think it's really that out of the question that his brother might be named Decent? That's a nice name. That's a pretty name, <laughs> right? It's a it's a decent. That's a, I bet. No, I'm sure that. There's people named everything. I bet there's somebody named Decent. It's not that crazy. That's not that crazy of a name, is it? All right. Cecil Fielder. He had a good career. Three-time All-Star, 1996 World Series with the Yankees. Two-time Silver Slugger. Debuted July 20th, 1985. Last game, September 13th, 1998. Cecil Fielder. Born in L.A. Wait, now I gotta look up La Puente. Oh yeah, I never told you guys where Roland Heights is. Roland Heights is deep. It's actually over by... It's south of West Covina. But that's really far from here. That's I thought it was closer... But it's all right for all you LA buffs out there. All you LA geography heads, West Covina looks to be at least twenty miles east of Pasadena, which is far because Pasadena is over thirty miles from here. So up here in A Star Is Born HQ. In Northridge. So, yeah, and then that's where La Puente is. Wait, so what about... Oh, wait, yeah. 
La Puente is right next to... Wait, that's a weird coincidence. I didn't even have to... <laughs> wow, that's so weird. I didn't even look up La Puente. Because it's right next to Roland Heights in West Covina. I just looked at the map and I was like, and that's where La Puente is. <laughs> and it was, I didn't even type it in. That's hilarious. Gosh. Alright, that's been your... That's been your geography lesson for the day. Now, Cecil Fielder. Let's look at his number. 1,313 hits. That's an unlucky number for the career. 319 homers. Wow, that's a lot. He hit 51 homers in 1990 and then came back and hit 44 the next season. Wow. Listen to his RBI numbers for for these seasons. 132, 133, 124, 117. Wow. That's some power numbers. But, yeah, and he hit 255 batting average. So, Mr. Cecil... Mr. Cecil is a big-time power hitter. That's just a... He was before his time. Because that was pre... He was pre-steroid era. So... He probably wasn't... He probably wasn't on the... On the juice. Because it's back when... Back when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were skinny... And Barry Bonds was skinny. Remember that? Back in the early 90s? Alright. Now let's compare his son, Prince Fielder. Let's compare and contrast. Oh, wow. So first game, June 13th, 2005. Last game, July 18th, 2016. That's crazy. I did not realize he retired... He was only 32. He had just turned 32. That's young. He was young when he retired. That's young for a position baseball player. What did he play? For, yeah, first baseman. Man. He must have been... Oh, yeah, and he was... He was on the Texas Rangers. So he was a... He could have been a DH. Wow. His numbers must have just... Yeah, he was only batting 212. Dang, that's rough. And he only had eight homers that on his last season. Wow. Wait, no way. No way. No. <gasps> this must be a... This is a something that that other people know. Well, first of all, it says his... Nickname is Uncle Phil, <laughs> which I've never heard anybody call him Uncle Phil, but that's pretty funny, though. I like that Fresh Prince reference, but the thing I was so surprised about a second ago is, remember how many homers his dad had? 319? He has the exact same amount of career home runs. 319 is that 
I'm sure that's a thing that people know about. Maybe that's part of the reason he retired. He just wanted to have the same amount of homers as Pops. Wow, that's crazy. And batting average on the career, 283. 1,645 hits. So, he was a better contact hitter than his dad. And for Prince's best, dang. Listen to these RBI numbers. 119, 102, 141, 83, 120, 108, 106. That was... uh. His RBIs per season during his prime there. That's pretty good. That's big. 141 RBIs. That's a lot of ribbies. That's a full rack of ribbies, as I like to say. And then 2007, he had 50 homers. 2009, he had 46. Dang. Yeah. And 382 on base percent for the career. That's a solid, that's a good on base percentage. That He got walked a ton. 847 career walks. And he had 114 walks in 2010. That's a lot. He led the majors in walks that season. So there you go. There you go. That's Prince Fielder. Six-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, and All-Star MVP. Probably not a... How many career RBIs do we have? Let's see. 1,028 career ribbies. So he may have been a Hall of Famer if he, if he didn't fade so much. He faded quickly. I mean, he had 23 homers in his second-to-last season in 2015, but then he faded in 2016. And, yeah, just not a not a Hall of Famer, not quite. But definitely an above-average player, though. And big, big power numbers. So there you go. That's... That's the fielder. That's this segment is I'm gonna call Fielder of Dreams. Oh, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> that'll be that'll be what we'll type into the That's the episode description that you're reading right there, of course. I mean you can already read what it you can already see what it says. Fielder of Dreams. There you go. That there you go, Salem Saberhagen. Who's isn't there a Wait, who's Brett Saberhagen? Oh, yeah. Did we just... No, we read Brett Myers. We read about Brett Myers in God Save the Fan, Will Leach by Will Leach, which we'll read in a second. But right now I gotta look up. I'm all over the place right now. I'm just... Brett Saberhagen. Let's see what he's... Born April 11th, 1964. Happy belated 56th birthday, Brett Saberhagen. Born in Chicago. 
He's he's from Chicago. Alright. Brett Sabrehagen. Wait, why was I thinking he was a position player? He was a pitcher. 167 wins, 117 losses, 3.34 career ERA. That's really good. 3.34. Dang. 1,715 strikeouts. Three-time All-Star, World Series champion with the KC Royals in 85. Two-time Cy Young winner. Wow. World Series MVP in 85. Dang. Gold Glove winner. MLB wins leader in 89. AL ERA leader in 89. Pitched a no-hitter August 26, 91. KC Royals Hall of Fame. Brett Saberhagen. And then he has a, a, a pet cat named Salem. Salem Saberhagen. I was going to say he has a, like a, I was going to say he has a, a, a child named Salem Saberhagen, but I guess... That wouldn't be the correct term, would it? To have a... You can't have a a kid cat. <laughs> I, I guess some people... Crazy cat ladies have cat children, don't they? Do you, don't you think... Don't, isn't it okay? Is it okay that they refer to their felines as family? Their feline family? That sounds like a, a, a cartoon on Netflix, right? A Netflix original cartoon. Feline family. Oh yeah, <laughs> I guess it's just because F is for. It reminds me of Bill Burr's show. I, that's where I got that from. Because F is for family. That's his show. All right. Which I've never, never seen that one, but. One. All right, I'm all over, but. One Bill Burr thing I was watching, I was like binge watching these a couple days ago, was old Bill Burr driving tours and tours of towns and like little little cities. Like there's a bunch of them on YouTube and it's really funny. <laughs> the funniest ones is where he's wearing a like a lav mic on his shirt. And then, so the cameraman is filming him from afar. And he's just walking by people and just commenting. (laughs) He's just like commenting on people as he walks by them. And it's so funny. It's because, because he's just, he looks like he's just talking to himself. And yeah, he keeps saying that. Like sometimes he'll, He'll take his phone out. And it's back when you had flip phones. And then he'll pretend that he's talking on his cell phone sometimes. But God, those are hilarious. This that's the funniest Bill Burr stuff. I that's my favorite Bill Burr content I've ever seen. Are some of and he still does it. He still does. He just released a new episode of Bill Burr is driving, or it's called something like that, but it's for all things comedy, 
which is his, that's his network. But, alright, there you go. That's your, that's, those funny. I maybe I'll watch, maybe I'll watch a few more of those today. That's, what's my plan? It's cloudy today. I know this, this isn't the, the hail mail episode, but I just got to mention, it's not blue skies like it has been the past couple of days. It's, it's a cloud. It looks like the Pacific Northwest out there. So I'll probably, what's my plan for today? I'll probably catch up on Brian's, excuse me, podcast. I don't know, maybe I'll listen to the Try New Things one. Or the Creative Quest one. Or the Shoes one. Or the Media Marketing one. He's got four. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm not working hard enough. <laughs> I'm not working hard enough. Because he's got four different podcasts. And I like his... He has really good podcast art. Like I like his logos. He has nice... It looks very professional. He has good logo work. Like... Very like unique logos on each different podcast. It's cool. So I'll probably catch up on those. And then I'll probably I've been watching the those NBA in the MLB streams. Like yesterday I was watching LeBron No, I was watching Yeah, LeBron and Kyrie played the Spurs. And it, it was the game that Kyrie dropped. He had like 57. Oh, wow. Do you guys hear that plane? Listen to this. Do you hear that? That's, listen to this. Man, I wonder if... That's kind of loud. We get those low-flying... We got Maverick. We got Maverick coming in low up there. Iceman's Iceman's coming at him on the on the from the opposite side. Uh Top Gun 2. I just randomly say Top Gun 2. No, coming out. I think they postponed it till December. But yeah, what was I saying? I was saying I was watching the Kyrie and LeBron versus Spurs I think that was 2016 either 2015 or 2016 and yeah man yeah Kyrie and LeBron were that was like that was maybe the best duo in and eh, no Kobe Shaq is a better duo I was going to say that LeBron-Kyrie team might be the best duo in NBA history. But I'd say definitely Kobe-Shaq over them, for sure. But Kyrie would just go off sometimes. Underrated score. I don't know why why hasn't Kyrie had a better career. I mean, he's injured. He gets banged up. But... He should score. He should have a higher career 
average for points. He's, he's that good. He's that good. I think people know that Kyrie's good, though. He's just always hurt. That's his problem. But, yeah, some guys can't stay healthy, you know. Some guys can't stay healthy. As, you know what I really think is underrated? That he gets banged up a little? Is Devin Booker for the Suns. A young dude, but he's been in the league for like five seasons, but he's only, he's like 23. But he's, it seems like he's been in the league forever. But Devin Booker's a stud. I don't think he's been an all-star yet, but maybe he has. He may have made one all-star team. But he's definitely going to make, like my prediction for Devin Booker, he could be an MVP in like five, like like the 2025-2026 NBA season. I could, or maybe not, yeah, like about that, about, maybe not that one, maybe 2024-2025, you know, five years from now, he'll be, he'll be what, like 28, like that's, if I had to choose a prime number, not a prime number, like 19 is a prime number, I used to wear 19 on my jersey. Before the whole epidemic or pandemic, I wore 19 before it was cool. <laughs> I, I wore 19 before it went viral. But, wait, what was, God, see now I, I laugh and I'm, no, wait, <laughs> retrace your steps, retrace your steps and find, find where you dropped your wallet. What was I just talking about? God dang. Gosh, see, this is a crazy thing that is when I'm just, I'm just like free balling it and I'm not, now, now I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> what? Oh, I was talking about Devin Booker. Oh yeah, I was talking about 28 being, yes, I remember. See, there you go. I knew I would recall it because I have a good recallery. I have... That's why I call my memory. It's my... <sighs> my recall. Recall zone. Recall zone. Recall zone. Come on down to recall zone and get your recalled auto parts from AutoZone. Recall zone. All right. <laughs> I used to always see those AutoZone commercials. Those were everywhere. They're probably still... I just don't see commercials as much because I don't watch cable. But... All right. What was I? I was saying 28. I think for NBA players, that is the best year. That's the best age for an NBA player. 28 years old. But for big guys, for seven-footers, it's a little younger, though. Because cause they're, like, a little worn and torn. They get, they get banged up over the course of a career more than, more than little guys. So for a big guy, I'd say they're 
peak year is 26. But then for for everybody else is 28. That's just that's just me throwing out some numbers there. But I've I've looked at the MVP winners and the, their ages when they won the MVP and I'd say the average it averages about 28. Like that's what it comes to cuz Michael Jordan was he was like 35 when he won the MVP the last time. He was old. I mean, old for bas old for NBA, 35. That'd be like if LeBron won the MVP this season. Which I mean, was he can I don't, I don't think LeBron was really contending for the MVP this season. He's obviously still all NBA, but I'm trying to think who would have been MVP this year. Maybe, maybe Greek Freak again, or Harden, or maybe LeBron. I I had I have to look at the numbers. I don't even know. <laughs> it seems like so long since anybody's played a live sport, and I've watched so many old sporting events. Over the course of the last, what, it's been, it's been five weeks now, right? Yeah, it's been over five weeks since this whole thing started, but we don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> All right, let's, let's see. We read, or I mentioned, God Save the Fan by Will Leach. Here we go. Mike Piazza, not gay and stop asking. Oh, and pass the highlighter. <laughs> That's back. This was published back in like 2007 when when people made fun of gay people more. <laughs> now that now people would be like saying that's like that's hate speech. That's hate speech. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying everybody would say that. Like that's the the general consensus. But Will Leach was always a uh, edgy, like Deadspin was known for pushing the envelope, as they say, known for being edgy and risque and offensive, and yeah. But I don't think that's that's why Deadspin faded away, because that style of humor just went away. It just. It just totally evaporated. Like nobody makes those kinds of jokes anymore, really. Because yeah, polit- it's just all politically correct and all that good, good stuff. But yeah, because I'm trying to think, things like Bleacher Report and Uninterrupted. Isn't that LeBron's thing? Uninterrupted and. What's the other? What's that big bar stool? That's the one that everybody loves. That I've never got into. I've never even checked it out. All the, but everybody's obsessed with. I know I just made generalizations to say everybody, but like a lot of like I think I, I'm like I'm stumbling over my word. A lot of my friends are fans of bar stool sports. You know, I've just never, 
I've never even dipped my toes in it. Because I've always been more of a, like a Bill Simmons guy. So, Grantland. I have all 12 Grantland quarterlies. All the books. I'm looking at them on my shelf right now. And The Ringer. I'm a huge fan of The Ringer. Bill Simmons' current website. And But yeah, that's where I go for my sports stuff. I, or I might even check out Bleacher Report occasionally. But does Barstool, is that even a website? It it must be a, a website, right? <laughs> I sound like a, a grandpa when I'm saying this. Is Barstool, is that one of those websites? But I know, because I know it's a podcasting network, Barstool is. So I don't know, but they must have a website as well. Everybody's got a website and podcast and then their social media pages and all that good stuff. And their YouTube stuff. They're the YouTubers, the YouTubes. All right, let's wrap this thing up right here. Here we go. A quote from baseball, a book of quips and quotes. On artificial turf, the ball says, catch me. On grass, it says, look out, sucker. Greg Pryor. Greg Pryor. That's a combination of two great pitchers, Greg Maddox and Mark Pryor. That's that's the first thing my mind went to right there when I saw that name. I was like, Greg Pryor? That's a... Or Terrell Pryor. Remember Terrell Pryor? The Ohio State quarterback? He was a phenom when he was going to Ohio State. But just... Never really, just did not have a good NFL career. Like, remember Jamarcus Russell? Also played quarterback for the Oakland Raiders. Also a phenom coming out of college. But Jamarcus Russell, he threw 75 yards from his knees. Remember that? I'm, I'm sure there's videos of that on the YouTubes. Just insane. Like, that's that's so much arm strength. If you really think about that. If you really think about someone throwing 75 yards from their knees. Like, how far do you think you could throw from your knees? Like, I might be able to throw 20. Like, I might get from my knees 20 yards. Right? I have, I'm cursed with, I could never be a quarterback because my hands, my hands are too, too small to be, to be a quarterback. I just can't, you have to have like Russell Wilson has giant hands. Like I'm, I'm three inches taller than Russell Wilson, but his hands are probably like way bigger than mine. That's a, that's a key. I think that's a key to being a good quarterback. If I was an NFL scout, that's one of the big things I would look at for quarterbacks would be hand size. Because it it matters more than... Because there's good... Like Drew Brees is only 5'11". Russell Wilson, 5'11". Johnny Manziel was a stud. Johnny Football. And he was only, what, six, six foot? But they all got big hands, though. 
I don't, I don't know why I just I just started talking football all of a sudden. But maybe it's probably because the NFL draft is coming up. And I'm just, for some reason, I just, because there's no other sports. That's why <laughs> the only live sports coming up is the NFL draft. So I think everybody's looking forward to that. And then everybody's looking forward to the second day of the NFL draft because it's my birthday. So <laughs> that's going to be fun. Everybody's looking forward to my birthday. Right. So, all right. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you for press that share button on your iPhone or your smartphone device right now. Hit that share button. Share the podcast on social media. I know you got that social media. Everybody's got that social media, right? But probably. If you listen to podcasts, you probably have. I was talking. I think I already said this on a a different podcast. (laughs) I was just saying how everybody who listens to a podcast, you probably have social media. Because how else would you even find the podcast if you didn't have... Unless I texted it to you directly, in which case, thanks for listening, and bye!